All right, what's up, everybody? Um, back uh, Wednesday morning, recording this. Probably probably won't hang it until this afternoon because uh, just some stuff going on. We, our download upload speeds are terrible. Mama's got some work she's doing. So, um, anyways, talk about today. Uh, doing better actually. You know, last week's little. Little pity patty party there. Feel sorry for myself. Grumpy. You know, just a bunch of shit happening to me. Offset you, you know. And uh Ah, but I'm doing I'm doing better, man. I'm on the upbeat now. I'd say I'm ninety five percent back in the groove swinging. Um feels good. Feels real good. Like how did I you know, what did I what did I do, right? Like a couple people reached out, which is super cool. Um, just offering whatever here or there, and that's fine. I mean, like I said in the last podcast, you know, it wasn't wasn't broken, and I'm fully aware of what's going on. You know, have have a lot of um, awareness and, and acknowledgement, recognition, and um, you know, somebody was texting me yesterday. And we were just kind of talking, like, well, and they asked these questions, like, well, what did you do? What did you do to get yourself out of the funk? Did you? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good, it's a good conversation. I mean, I talked about it a little bit, what I was thinking about in the moment, and um, like, now that I'm on the other side, like what was going on, what was happening, and I think ultimately just knowing that it's a te- something temporary, you know, something temporary that you just have to, you have to weather. You don't necessarily have to fix it right away, or have to rush to fix it. Um, and I, and I just took, took that approach, you know, ultimately just, Hey, ride the storm. Don't put yourself in positions that it's going to exacerbate the problem. Like don't keep working out really, really hard and fatiguing yourself more. Don't keep adding things to your plate to stress you out more. Um, I did, you know, I changed, I changed the radio station that I was listening to a little bit more upbeat music instead of um, just my mellow mellow tunes um, I took my mind off of things with uh, just sitting down and watching I mean I binge watched Yellowstone season 3 like how can you how can that not take your mind off anything that that shows ripper man um, I went outside just went for casual walk with with Theo, just get some fresh air, things like that, you know, um, but then, you know, that, that actually was, was good, but it also, um, that piece of walking through the backyard, the woods there, get your mind thinking again, and then it puts you back into, um, you know, heavy space, this or that, but I mean, those were the things that I, I really did, forced myself to eat a little bit, um, this may sound weird, but, you know, I work from home. I don't leave the house. Like, I don't. I haven't been down to town, I don't think, in over a week or so. I take that back. I went down there for dinner with Nicole when she came back from uh, the CrossFit Games the other night. But, uh, you know, when she comes home, I'm always, it always lifts the spirits. You know, when she's away <clears throat> and I'm here all alone, alone, it... Uh, it affects you more, but when she comes back, it's it's pretty uplifting. But I'll I'll lounge around all day in a pair of sweatpants with no underwear on and just kind of be whatever. Wear the same sweaty clothes for two three days, 
you know, whatever, call me gross, like, tell me you don't do that when you're on vacation anyways, so, um, and I was just like, hey man, like, do some laundry, do some small things around the house to clean up, you know, your environment, and, uh, get a good nice shower, things like that, wear, put some underwear on, and put some clothes on as if you were in public or something like that, and that, that helped a lot too, but, um, yeah, just pulled out of the funk, you know, obviously hunting, hunting camp is coming up in a couple of days, so I've got that on the mind, you know, prepping, prepping for that, but, um, yeah, I just kind of pulled out of it, I, I took a, I took ownership of how I was going to respond, you know, kind of like uh, the Instagram post I made uh, early this morning, just like take ownership of, of how you respond, don't just sit there and dwell in your circumstance you know circumstances the circumstances you identify them this is this is the landscape and uh identify what it is and say okay hey cool like i can't necessarily change what's going on i can influence these things i can control these things then just take ownership of those and uh, this morning before i uh Right away this morning, I had um, I did a little coffee time with uh, Danny Healy, mentor of mine from the Marine Corps. You know, we just had coffee together over Zoom. He's in Houston, and um, just really cool to reconnect with him. And he just said a few things that were, he always does, you know, just timely and appropriate. We're just having coffee together, catching up, and I'm, inevitably I'm writing two pages of notes of things that he said. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> um that's what I did, you know, people still throwing shit at me, plates filling up faster than I can chew it, but, um, that's fine, and, uh, I also got a letter, a, a gift in the mail from somebody that attended one of our events, Shannon attended the TMF event, and she sent me a wonderful card and a note, and, um, in it, a little tiny book of, a, it's a poem by... Khalil Gibran, and it's called The Prophet, and it's like, yeah, she said, like, hey, this is one of my favorite things to check in with, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I've, I've read this, I've got the big book of all of his works downstairs, but this just having this little tiny, I don't know, it's right here, it's, uh, it's literally 43 pages, I'm breathing heavy, 42 pages long, big print, and it's just a little poem, and just like, yeah, wow, like, and she sent me that, and I just started going through it. And just picking it, picking little tiny, um, I don't know what you call them, but it's like, there's like 15 or 20 things, like on love, on children, on giving, on work, on joy and sorrow, on freedom, on laws, on pain, whatever. Each of them are about two pages long. And just the way he twists, you gotta read it, just, just read it yourself, um, The Prophet, you can Google it and probably read it online for free. But um, it was just nice, What? and it was a cool... You know, I, I talked about the language of love to that group when they were here. The five love languages. And, like, she sent me this little tiny gift. And it was so appropriate. And uh, that was a huge thing to help me move. So uh, thanks, Shannon, for that. But um, Khalil Gibran. K-A-H-L-I-L-G-I-B-R-A-N even if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's a really cool little piece, a short little read, 
you pick it up from time to time and you read one. Um, but that was pretty cool, man. Uh, and that, those, are, those are just the things. And it just worked itself out. I just gave it time. You know, just gave it a little bit of time. Didn't try to force myself to get through it. Didn't try to force myself to fix it. Just weathered it, you know. Um, and know that the the sun's going to rise eventually, right? Like, not like the like the proverbial sun, I guess it would be. Like, maybe not necessarily on a 24-hour cycle. But eventually, this cloud is going to pass. And it's going to start to get fairer and fairer. And you just ride those highs and those lows. And um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but then I just started, I just started really thinking about recently, um, what was, what was so heavy, right? Like, obviously I was physically, I was physically tired, exhausted. And when your, your body is just, it didn't, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm weak, I can't stand up. Or like right after you get out of a workout, you can't do one more rep or whatever. It was just a general exhaustion, um, a heaviness, right, Th- a thickness. And I think that affects the mind and allows it to go places, right? It, it, I mean, the mind and the body are intricately tied together beyond our awareness, right, beyond the scope of our even uh, being able to recognize. And uh, just it being that exhausted and then emotionally exhausted as well, right? Like, because doing a couple of the events we had were physical events, and even in those physical events, if I'm if I'm doing them or if I'm promoting them in in you know directing them, there's a an emotional engagement as well, which becomes exhausting. And then we had some other events around mindfulness and resiliency, um, leadership, and really heavy exhausting intellectual conversations you know and and when you're in those roles and you're trying to teach or educate or mentor people it doesn't mean that you're not like a student of your own self as well or or even a student of how how your audience your participants react respond and and give back to you right and learn so much from from them as well there's gonna be some background noise because coffee machines going We'll just let that roll. I think that's the coffee machine. Nope, that's the washer. That's awesome. It'll stop in a minute. It's spinning. Um, doing laundry. But um, yeah. Oh, there, there's another thing. Like just when I said do laundry, like change the sheets on the bed. When was the last time you just decided like, hey, I'm just gonna take all the sheets and stuff off the bed, vacuum the bedroom, just super fresh sheets you know I did that too and that has a really cool that has a really cool effect um soothing you know what I mean but uh man is this is really annoying I'm just gonna hit pause for one second alright back um it's uh it's always something right the dog's barking me spitting or wash machine spinning, whatever it is, man. Um, purely professional with this uh, this podcast. Love it. Um, so so that's what I did. But anyways, so one of the the last event we did, we brought in the Mosaic Foundation. Um, two individuals. It was uh, Melissa Love and Dave Cooper, man, and they were awesome. Two days here at the house. Day one, Melissa presenting a lot of um, 
mindfulness, um, talking about what that is, you know, reframing. And, and, you know, you talk to whatever professional, whatever background and resume or degrees or whatever experiences, and, you know, they'll all say, oh, I'm doing mindfulness and resiliency. I'm doing mindfulness and resiliency. I'm doing mindfulness and resiliency. And all their stuff is generally the same, except they use different language, different word patterns, um, sentence structure, whatever, how they how they articulate and make meaning of what they're trying to teach. And, it, and, it, and it's super cool. And so to hear this from somebody else's um, background, education point of view, versus my own, versus a book that I had read or whatever, it's, it's just really cool. And, um, you know, Melissa did a mindfulness thing day one, and Dave did a resiliency thing on day two. And they were incredibly awesome, man. We're going to, uh, the Big Fish Foundation, our nonprofit, is going to contract them again for some more work, some more um, workshops across the country here, uh, up, you know, starting hopefully in December again, um, picking back up. So uh, just have to wait until I get done with my hunting. This is, it's all right. Being selfish with that. But anyways, uh, Melissa wrote on the board during our afternoon activity, you know, and I was, I was, um, you know, doing like behind the scenes stuff to put on the event, you know, cooking and cleaning up and organizing and managing whatever. And, um, but I was able to sit in on a few things and it just was great. But she wrote up on the board 12 questions to take yourself through. Um, and I'm not going to steal her stuff, right? And I'm not going to repackage it and redeliver it. It's not, it's not fair. Um, I don't do that. It's not my style. But um, these 12 questions, and, I, and then there was like a couple follow-on questions afterwards that um, were cool too, but the gist of the 12 questions just get you thinking about where you're at in life, how you're approaching it, what you're t- thinking about in in regards to, to it. And one of the questions is, is like, uh, what is waiting for me, right? Like, where are you going to be at in three to five years? Or what are you looking for? Where's your goal? And have you ever framed it like, what is waiting for me? And I was just like, wow, that's a really cool way of reframing a question. Or like, hey, what do you want out of life? Or define your goals. Or what do you, you know what I mean? Like, really back to like, what do you want? And it's like, hey, what is waiting for me? It almost gives you permission to say that you've you've earned it or you deserve it, right? It, it just it's a different way of taking that question, and that one hit me for a while. And um, there were two other things, two other questions that, that that were on there that really hit me that I continued like they've been chewing on my mind for the last two weeks, and I think that's maybe what's been like exhausting, like this little computers going on in the back of my head nonstop, whether I'm aware of it or not I'm chewing through all these questions but it was um what what do I have to shed or release to get there or she phrased it what have I shed or released to get here talking about it in a future tense going back to the past right and um the other one that was was really powerful was who and or what have I said no to? And those those questions seem like, oh, I can make them easy, right? But as you go through the 12 questions together, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to go back to that other question. It's got a different flavor. And 
it's more rich now it's deeper you know what do I have to let go of what do I have to say no to what did I let go of what did I say no to right so there's that reframing of going to the future and talking about like so you're putting yourself five years down the road and then looking back and identifying the things that you had to let go of and then when you're sitting here in the present it's like oh shit well it's that much more obvious now what I need to do right or what you know it's clear what actions I need to take and it was those three questions that um because they were on the whiteboard until like two days ago I finally wiped off the whiteboard and started writing workouts again on it and uh I just like those questions were constantly spinning in my head and I was developing more and more and I think I'm at a place now where it's like wow I've got some really cool answers to those 12 questions and I don't need to share them with anybody because they're really not for anybody. They're for myself. Unless I'm, you know, need a coach, you know, a life coach or something, and, and which is fine too, right? A mentor that you share these things with. But um, I'm not there right now. All right. I guess I could be. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be a bad thing for me to accept, I guess. But um, I, do, I do do these things in a different way instead of like a formalized coaching setting. But for myself, right? Like seeking help. And uh, what is waiting for me? What have I shed or released to get here? Who and or what have I said no to? Man, those questions were awesome. But anyways, I think uh, I think that's been going on for me through uh, through the last few weeks. You know, and when and when you're so exhausted physically mentally spiritually like for good reasons right but your your strength to keep away ugly thoughts laziness you know other things like like your defenses are down and they start to seep in and i think that's what was going on i was just so exhausted i started having terrible dreams and ugly thoughts and low self-esteem and um let myself like drift out of the good habits that I had set up to help roadblock me from going down and it's like wow you know and then just get recharged get plugged back in start building those defenses back up and hey say okay just because I let go of a habit for a few days doesn't mean that I'm broke or I gotta start all over just pick right back up where you left off and you're good I mean that's the beauty of those habits is they're there and I get it. I get the conversation of, you know, 14 days or 30 days or whatever. Your PhD says, you know, you need to have days in a row to create a good habit. And then just one opportunity to break it or one day to break, whatever, whatever it is, right? Like, I get that. But taking that also, flipping that coin over, it's like, yeah, okay, so if I've got good habits for for a year and a half and you have a hiccup here and there, it's okay because you have the the benefit of experiencing the good from those good habits and that should magnetize you back to wanting to reinvite them back in your life it might be hard to get them back or it might not be or it could be just as simple as just do it again you know and whether the the benefit or the effect of those good habits will be as as great as they were because you were doing them in succession for so long is mildly interesting right because they could be it could be just as equally as rewarding to do that again. And, or, or it could be like, okay, hey, I got to build up some repetitions again for it to get to be equally as rewarding as where I was before I stopped the bad habit, right? 
simple example might be um, making your bed in the morning. I got out of that habit for a while. Snoozing. I got out of that habit. Like, okay, the alarm goes off, you hit the snooze button, and you hit the snooze button again. For a long time, I was in a good habit of uh, when the alarm goes off, getting up and going and moving because it's about not about the time that you get up it's about sticking to a commitment a contract that you made with yourself and I fell out of that habit for a while and it's like hey that's back in it's automatically back in and the benefits of that are already right there you know the making the bed got out of that habit for a while and it's like okay bang like put that back in the benefits are immediately already back there it doesn't take 67 successive successful you know not hitting the snooze buttons or making the bed to get back to where I was when I had stopped doing it you know and that was a I don't know if that's really revelation but it might be too strong of a word but that's it's a really cool way of thinking that just turned me and be like hey everything's okay just get, just get back on this just get back on that and um but anyways that's where I'm at Good place. Still a lot of things to do, but I'm not going to podcast next week because I'm going to be in the woods hunting. I'm not going to try to force, I'm not going to try to force doing one ahead of time and posting it. You know, you know, I mean, maybe I will. Let's just say I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to, maybe I will. Maybe Tuesday comes around and it's like, oh, wow, you know what? Like, let's record this and get it hung and schedule it to release, you know, but, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I see, I just corrected myself, right, I just corrected myself there with my thinking, I'm not gonna deny myself a possibility by saying something matter-of-factly, I'm just gonna allow room for it to be, I'm also not gonna give myself an out to not do it, right, I'm keeping myself on the hook, accountability, but, uh, I don't want it. I just don't want people to think like, oh, he stopped doing it. He's lost his mojo. He's not doing the podcast anymore. I'm going to stop listening because that's not the case. You know, just, just get exceptionally busy and full, full disclosure, right? Like complete transparency, you know, and it's not an excuse. It's not a rationalization. It's just the reality is this podcast is a, is a priority of things that I do on a regular basis, but there are other things that come in and come out that are of higher import at times that, that pull you away. And I don't think you need to, I don't think I need to feel guilty about that either. You know, I don't think I need to feel guilty about that. So anyways, I appreciate everybody's patience. Appreciate everybody uh, listening. Hopefully maybe the little gibberish uh, makes a little bit of sense or can resonate, but Take ownership, man, not of, you can't, you can't control the exact circumstances that you're going to be in throughout life. Shit happens. The weather happens. And if you brood on the fact that it's raining on you, you're missing all of the opportunities to control the response that you could take control over to influence the situation, you know? And, uh, I thought that was just really, really cool, you know, um, Dan quoted something from Viktor Frankl this morning, and it's like, yeah, 
mean, read that book twice, I probably should just open that book up again and just give it another quick, the first half, right? Like the, the, psycho, the, the clinical psychology piece at the end, mildly interesting again, but the story is pretty powerful. And, and there's enough woven through there that just makes you realize like, okay, cool. And it's a, and it's a way better way of saying, uh, oh, we'll just make the best of it. Well, let's just make the best of it. Like, because I mean, that, that phrase, that saying is good, but it gets overused and it gets like tongue in cheek and it, it's just, it's just lame. But if you take that, just make the best of it and you really distill it back into what the value of that quick comment is pretty powerful, man. Pretty powerful. It's about taking ownership of your response, how you choose to behave, act in any given situation and uh man that's a big that's just that's just like the the big undercurrent of any mindfulness resiliency type training right i'm talking about the internal type of resiliency the inner strength um i'm still working on that you know external resiliency being hard tough gritty but then there's also a component of internal, and I think they need to be considered together. But uh, anyways, I'll stop babbling. Hope you guys have a good week, and uh, keep charging, man. Vote. Go out and vote, right?